of random songs <laughs> in high school. And that's also how I got into Fleetwood Mac. And But on there was Be Mine. And so oh, I... That's a very hip like, page today. Googled Be Mine and was like, what is this? And <laughs> fell in love. Um, and also on there was like... Uh, chewing gum by Annie. Oh and wow! Tons of yeah. tons of really oh, random stuff. Annie's, but Annie's great. Yeah, uh, a lot of it was terrible, but some of it was really fun, and it was it was. Anyway, moving on. Um, today we're talking about albums by Robin, and right. so we have to define what that means. Right, and this is so hard, guys. Uh, simply because Robin, she can be almost divided up into two eras pretty evenly. First yeah. off. Her as a teenage pop star. Uh, that starts out with her debut album from uh, 20, I'm sorry, 1995, kind of 1998 when it got re-released in the States, Robin Is Here, uh, 1999's My Truth, and then 2002's Don't Stop the Music. Uh, and then, of course, there was her break when she was like, guys, she got told no on a couple of things. And so, including, uh, actually, quite, we'll get into that in a moment. There's yeah. amazing stories we're going to tell you. Uh, and then she put out, uh, in 2005, uh, in uh, her homeland, and then later in uh, 2008, kind of in America, uh, her self-titled album. And then in 2010, she hit us with not one... Oh, it's so fucking hard, guys. Listen. So, uh, with those first four albums, those are the albums of the main albums. Those are albums, right? Now, we're here. are you ready for this? Get your fucking uh, Venn diagram out. Here's how this shit works. Uh, in 2010, she was like, I'm going to... flow chart. She's right. gonna, she was like, I'm going to release a whole bunch of new music on you for, in the form of Body Talk. And Body Talk came out as a part one, this eight-song kind of, like, mini album. Like, it's all, you could almost qualify it as an album, because it's, like, you know, it's enough like songs. like, almost long enough. But not really. It's not really an EP. So she put out Body Talk Part 1 and had a huge top ten single off of it. She then, later that year, put out Body Talk Part 2, and then kind of put together the Body Talk album, which is her favorite moments from Parts 1 and Part 2, as well as a whole bunch of new shit, a.k.a. Body Talk Part 3, which she did release as a separate EP for the people that already had Parts 1 and Part 2. So it's like, guys, there's like technically four releases for the same batch of like 20 or so songs, mm -hmm. essentially. So, mm -hmm. how do we break it up? Gabriel, how do we break it up? You know, that's a tough one. I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that consider those three-part Body Talk portions as albums, and I understand that and I respect that, but in a sense, too, they are really just kind of EPs. But I, for the sake of the show, I think that maybe we should go ahead and just call them albums and rank them. Okay, and so by that we're doing Body Talk Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3, and not the her Body Talk the album, correct? Body yes. Talk the LP. Yeah. Right? Good. I and that's okay with that. And that's very important because, as we'll talk about, Body Talk the album cuts a lot of shit uh, and cuts a lot of great stuff and together. And includes some stuff we, that probably listen, shouldn't have been. But stay, we all have our own theories Stay for about the happy that. hour minisode. We're going to take Robin to task for the amazing songs that she cut. How dare she? <laughs> uh, and then because she kind of has this whole mini album whatever thing, after uh, Body Talk's relative right. success... If we're counting Body Talk Part 3, yeah. I think we have to count... The album she did after. The collaborative the, albums. The collaborative albums she put out in 2014 and 2015. Which, which is uh, Do It Again with Royksop. And uh, Love is Free, mm -hmm. uh, which is a collaboration with her longtime uh, producer, Christian Falk, and one other guy who I can't remember right now. But yes, <laughs> um, they, the three of them made a, um, some music together, and then they wanted to release the EP after Christian Falk unfortunately passed away. So um, those are two five-song EPs. Do it again. Love is Free. All right. We're going to count them. So, and for the record, that is a lot to get through, I know. It was a whole bunch of Jargamesh. And here's what it is really right now. Robin is here from 1995. My Truth from 1999. Don't Stop the Music 2002. Switched to the, uh, her own label. Uh, Self-titled 2005 slash 2008. All Three Body Talks in uh, 2010. Do It Again in 2014. And Love is Free in 2015. So, guys, we have a whole shit ton of albums here. We have nine albums that we are going to rank in uh, ascending, descending order. Guys, here's the th it's a weird question to ask because I don't really feel like this is a great one to ask. But guys, what is the worst Robin album? Gabriel, okay, Gabriel's face right now, he is so <laughs> conflicted. He is so worried. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. I'm, you know, for me right now, if you really had to pick one, it's, it's, it's a toss-up. And I hate to say this, between her first album, Robin Is Here, and her second album, My Truth. And the reason I'm saying this is it's based on artistic quality and just the quality of the songs in general. I appreciate the fact that she's worked with some really great producers for those albums, but knowing what we all know about Robin now and the kind of quality music that she can produce and put out, 
um, those albums just really don't stack up. And I understand that's how she got her start, but I don't know. I would probably have to say the least Robin album would probably be My Truth. We'll pick My Truth. Darren? Um, I'm actually going to go with your first offering. Robin is here. Right. Is so, definitely... Guys, let's talk about Robin is here a little bit here. Now, let's... I mean, her start of her career, um, basically, she was just kind of plucked out of obscurity. Uh, to do it. But here's the thing. When we well, talk about... Go ahead. <laughs> so, it's actually kind of fun because as a tween, like as an 11-year-old, she she did <laughs> like, a couple... Actually, yeah. She did a couple TV performances... Uh, vocal performances on like various variety shows and she sang the theme song for a TV show as like a 12 year old and so then um, I forget who it was but someone heard this and was like obviously we need to sign this girl she was signed when she was 14 Mm -hmm. in 93 and then ended up putting out her first album in 95 Um, and obviously she was signed with uh uh, a subsidiary of BMG, yeah, and BMG. um, and they gave her a team of songwriters and producers to work with. But it's still very impressive. Even on this first album, she co-writes every everything. song, every like, song, every song, yeah. which is big for and a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, like come the fuck on, that's like Alicia Keys level, like genius at a young age, kind of thing. Yeah, she kind of knew what she was doing. It sounds like because if you've got writing credits on those songs, you're also going to be seeing you know money coming in from those two yeah mm-hmm. totally so that was a smart move on her part exactly now and it, but it's one of the things where we also talk about again there's those two big pop songs uh show me love and do you know what it takes mm-hmm. uh they both ironically charted at number seven in the u.s lucky seven and the thing is that those were both max martin co-writes and max mm-hmm. martin at the time was for the most part unknown uh yeah. this was kind of his breakthrough and it's just very when I when I mention Steps and S Club Seven and all these other fucking British like gen, like generic brand pop things, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Generic nineties pop. Exactly. That dude, Max Martin set that shit up. He was the monster that created that sound. And even into early, I mean, again, Max Martin was writing these, but early Britney Spears, In Sync, Backstreet Boys. This yep. is definitely and the, that was the all post Robin. Yeah, yeah. He got this, that gig because of Robin. The sort of neo funk. R&B 90s, that is, he made that sound. And so, yeah, that's what this entire album is, which is why I think it's, I I agree with you, it's definitely among the weakest ones, because while while there are some great hooks on there, and we're very proud of Robin for writing everything, (laughs) we were proud of you, girl. She was still a (laughs) 16-year-old, and it sounds like, a 16 year old was writing these like yeah. for me here we go oh god don't you just went right there i was gonna talk about some of the strengths first but oh, okay. okay no fine we'll talk about here we go one of the worst things i've ever listened to cringeworthy the, his the i don't i don't forget. my imitation right there was not that much of a parody that was, that was actually pretty on and yeah, i feel terrible no, about the, that i don't i forget who the male vocalist is but he is not he can die. It's fine. He is not, it, and it, and it like brings her performance down too. Like Just a lot. Just a really terrible song. And I also think, even though "Do You Really Want Me" was her first hit in Sweden, um, it's the melody is literally Boy. "Do You Really Want Me," and I'm like, really? It's, it's like a nursery rhyme. It's a total. Yeah. It's a nursery rhyme. Yeah. It's it's like a schoolyard taunt. This, and yeah. I, the scary thing about that too is that there were different versions of that song put out to try and target different music markets at that time too, which I don't know if that speaks highly or poorly of a song, especially if you can't grasp a wide audience with just one version of the song. You've got to make a pop version and a rock version and an urban version. Song proliferation is such a weird thing. Like As we're doing this podcast in 2016, a really popular song right now is that song by that girl with the wig. Sia. Uh, <laughs> Hanging from those chandeliers. Uh, no, but uh, her song Cheap Thrills, I've heard it on multiple radio stations, and she was like, you know what would be great? Let's do a content ID for each radio station. Oh. So she has that fucking song, like, like, come on, come on, turn the kiss FM on your Monday night. And then, like, then another station, come on, come on, turn B96 on. And it's just like, why would you, like, the song can stand <laughs> up. I mean, like, like does it entice She's... radio program? They're radio programmers. It's like a fucking machine does it for them. Like, that's... Yeah. I don't understand it's, that, but 
That's yeah. rough. That's about right. because And there's still some good songs on there. Um, You know, like, I can take Bumpy Ride, maybe. I don't know. It depends Bumpy on Bumpy Ride the, is know, fun. Yeah, exactly. Bumpy Ride, if, if 1995, 90s funk <laughs> is what you're going for, yeah, then, then there Bumpy you go. Ride is exactly. great. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about this, Robin is here is... A pop album. It's a can. It's a eighteen ninety nine. Buy the CD at your fucking you know media play whatever. Yeah. Or, you know pop album. It's pretty straightforward. There's yeah. no there's, there's n- there are no lyrics th- that really like. There's no adventure there's nothing brilliant. to it. There's no adventure. Yeah. There's competence, but there's no adventure to it. Mm. Yeah, and I would have to say all the singles that were chosen off of that album were, in hindsight, smart decisions because it definitely brought attention to the album and caught the listener's ear. Like you guys talking about some of these highlight tracks, quote-unquote, from the album yeah. so far. It's like thinking about those and thinking about what was released as a single. The singles made sense in hindsight. Definitely. Well, yeah. guys, we're listening to the Chartographers and for known for anything, we're good at picking the worst album pretty quickly. So, guys, number nine <laughs> yeah. on the list, Robin is here. Uh, now, Gabriel, you kind of maybe talked about maybe my truth being the next one, but Taryn, what would you throw as number eight on our Rob Down? Um... You know, I. He's conflicted. I am conflicted because I. It's either, for me, my truth, or I could throw out "Love Is Free," and which is hard to say because I like it, a lot, but, it it doesn't stand up in comparison to a lot of her discography and it's also only five songs. It does suffer from that. Yeah, I would. But, have, I would actually have to agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, Love is Free... <laughs> Evan's vote is my truth, I'm telling you that right now. Um, now, I did say that my truth is probably, I think, the stronger of the, uh, of the pre, you know, Konnichiwa albums. But my, here's my only thing with it, though, is that, like, it's, it's a one where, like, I, there's so many moments on My Truth, her follow-up album, which did not do anywhere near as good as the debut. Well, okay, fun fact about My Truth. So... Um, her U.S. label. Oh yeah. Refused oh. refused to put it out because she had multiple songs on it about her abortion. Yeah. And she refused to change those lyrics, so they did not release it in the U.S. because they thought that was inappropriate. Yeah. By Which the way, when we talk about the multiple dumbest songs, stuff I have ever heard. We're talking about like a suite of songs, like you yeah. Know, you I know. mean, giving you back eighty eight days and Universal Woman, I believe, are all about that topic. Yeah, and, they are. And that's, I mean, while not maybe the strongest songs on the album, they're still nice, and I actually really like Giving You Back. I think it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous five-minute ballad about the pain of having to make this decision. Um, and so I totally understand from an artistic standpoint why she wouldn't, you know, give that up, but it's still, it's rough because then it it was even worse for the album after that, but we'll we'll talk about that when we get exactly. there. Exactly, but this is also her first time of running into, after being the major label darling with uh, her first album, now we have an album where the label's like, no, nah, you're going to stop it. So she or she's releasing like two territories at the time, and so yeah, really I think, that suffers for commercial. Yeah, I still released, like My Truth was still released in all of Europe and Japan, I believe, yeah. but that was yep. it. Yeah. Um, which is really sad because I think Play, the opening track oh, yeah. on it, oh. It plays is, is like yeah. it's like a it's almost like a seventies, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like funk? No. No 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 yeah. no. It's like a seventies singer songwriter like <laughs> holding hands in a circle and smiling kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. With obviously with like modern production techniques. Yeah. But, no, I can see that. Okay. But it it the like the instrumentation and the songwriting of it and it's just so, like overabundantly joyous yeah um i i love that song it's definitely one of my favorites out of the whole this whole early era the one thing that got me back into robin after her first album um and at at that time in my life i'm in the same boat as is evan when it comes to telling your age and everything so at that point in time i wasn't really big on buying albums i was mostly into buying singles and that CD was, singles, yeah. That's right? what my CD music singles and hand CD high yeah. five. <laughs> that's what it consisted of is, is CD singles at that time and cassette singles. Um, cuss you singles. Mean... <laughs> oh, cuss singles. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> let's let's call it by its proper oh, Christian name. Pardon me. Cuss <laughs> singles. But what really got me back into Robin and and made me even realize that she was still around was 
hearing Electric for the first time, which ended up yeah. being another mm-hmm. single off that, that album, which I, like I actually thought yeah. was pretty good. The, the production's kind of cool. It's a, it's a little funky. I, yeah. Um, I love Electric because it, it's very much in that same vein of of the 90s funk. You know, yeah. the, these first three albums really are genre I call, I call it drum machine funk because that same fucking drum machine that is, sound that's good. comes that's, up like in every that. fucking... Yeah, yeah it um, really does, doesn't it? But Electric is really fun because, I mean, it opens for the first minute. It's just like rhythmic <gasps> electric feedback. Like, like you know... Audio codex error noises and like static electricity, but in a in a like Rhythmic, rolling kinda, yeah, static yeah. rhythm. Yeah. Yep, it's and then well produced it. It's mashing some different right. crazy sounds together to, to make the song. Exactly, and then af- at the minute mark, it comes in with this kind of like minor key piano riff that's really fun. And you're not really sure where the song is going. Know, kind of like the and then at a minute twenty, the the bass line hits in, and you're like, okay, yeah, she's yeah, doing this thing. This but part. it's so it's so, like, it's such a solid track. It really is yeah. a highlight on this and album. And also, for sure. the, the acoustic shit on this album is really nice too. Uh, Monday uh, Monday morning. That's the other. Okay, so <laughs> Taryn grabs his chest. Yeah. My my two huge pulls from this album are play and Monday morning. Huh. Um, I think Monday Morning is, again, it's up there with, like, one of the best songs she's ever written, especially in this era. It really, it does a lot of things melodically and lyrically that are very mature for, at this point, a 19-year-old. Yeah. Um, but it's also at number eight on our list. Yeah. Right. Because then you have to look at the rest it's of the album. Literally the other songs of the album. Like, um, Healthy Love. Oh, healthy love. <laughs> yeah, just the, just the name alone. I mean, the name alone, but then the song is just this kind of dry, like sap-free ballad of just like this empty shell of a fucking. I mean, it's still, it's still, it's like a, it's like a '90s funk ballad. Ugh. It still definitely is in that same vein. It that's this isn't that's not the full like acoustic yet. Yeah. But then you look at stuff like underneath the heart. That is full-blown, <laughs> yeah. like, terrible 90s sappy balladry. Yeah. And I can't time. stand it. Yeah. Like... <laughs> it could have almost not been on the album, and I would have been okay And you would have yeah. totally and been okay. Said, yeah. and, and I hate to call it this, track. but the abortion songs, as artistically viable as that is... <laughs> Like legit, legitimately though, like there is this album. Much the first one feels like a product, and this just feels like a collection of songs, just kind of a hab grab of like yeah. Yeah. choices and standing directions, but not like they a, don't. It's a growing album. It's her growing up, and the fact that her record label in Sweden had enough faith in that album to actually allow those songs to be on it with that kind of topics. Um, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, because Sweden still loved her to that day. No yeah. For sure, what. exactly. For sure, yeah. yeah. So I mean, know, this this album still charted at number two in Sweden, mm-hmm. I believe, and yeah. still yeah. like was certified gold or yeah, yeah. So anyway, so let's just go ahead and call it number eight, My Truth, nineteen ninety nine. Now again, for some people, I'm sure that some of these albums are not immediately commercially available, and that's okay. But we're getting to the stuff where. Stuff starts to change. Stuff but starts to move. Still, I totally re- recommend checking them out. At the very if least. If you're a fan of Robin, yeah. there are things worth listening to on every release yep. she's And put trust out. me, if you're a fan of Robin, you're definitely listening to this podcast. There's no way <laughs> There's no way you haven't at this um, point as of yet. So you're, you're clutching your, your we, vinyl in hand. Before we move on from My Truth, I just want to quickly mention a really amazing B-side uh-huh. from the play oh, single yeah! Yeah! that's called Good Thing. Are you familiar with it? <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I've actually never heard it. I know of it, though. I'll send it to you. Okay. It's a seven-minute... Joyous. Joyous. It's... And it's not... It it's it's still... Not... It fits with the 90s funk thing, but that's not totally what it is. It has a lot of... It has, like, full horn stab sections between the verses, and then it has lots of like jazz piano playing just like improv and then it has an extended really amazing guitar solo oh, i miss b-sides so much um, i know it's I know. so good and to the extent where i'm like why the fuck is this not on your album this is better than half of it yeah but, the awesome stuff that just didn't make the cut right yeah speaking of horn stabs though love is free 
Yeah. Uh, from 2015. <laughs> uh, and by the way, so and this is what it's like. I feel like with her, with Do It Again, the Roy Sop, and the La, ba uh, La Bagatelle Magique uh, collaboration, these are. It feels like you know. Again, after the self-titled and Body Talk, like clearly Robin knows her personality, her presence, her persona in the market, and artistically just who she is. Uh, and so she's just like extending because there was a four-year break between Body Talk and Do It Again, and she got her songs featured on Girls, you know, the mm -hmm. TV show, and had you know did. Saturday Night Live performances, <laughs> well, and Saturday Night Live cast members imitating her performances. She toured the bejesus out of that album. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and I also <laughs> was reading a quote from her that was after Body Talk. She was basically like, I recorded so many songs this year, I don't have anything left to give, and yeah. I need to take a long break. <laughs> yeah. like, that's fair. And I'm yeah. paraphrasing, you're, you're, but you're that's... giving it your all, then yeah. by yeah. all means, And please. that's why her collaborations are fascinating, because... Here she is very much extending herself textually into something else because really Love is Free uh, is basically kind of, it's a throwback. There's very much kind of a 90s house throwback to a degree. Like mm -hmm. this is kind of like joyous, very much sample based. Honestly, kinda, it, yeah. It, what a lot of dance music is coming to these days. Yeah, yeah. Of, like, it reminds me yeah. a bit of Basement Jacks at times too. Yeah, yeah the, totally. You can, you can hear elements of it in, in those you, songs. Yeah. You're, you're building a sound soundscape me, from almost me, completely samples. Me. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, like I feel like Basement Jacks. But for the record, my vocal techniques. version does not do any justice of the song. <laughs> Look it up We're going out for karaoke. After yeah. This. Okay. Cool. Exactly. Call <laughs> um, your girlfriend. And although we are, I think we're pretty much in agreement that we're putting Love Is Free at number seven. Yeah. Um, it's again, it still has some really fun stuff on it. Um, the title track, uh, Love Is Free, has a whole like really she does a lot of spoken word very rhythmic stuff yeah. and then there's a spanish section that for some reason gets me every time and i'm just like aprendelo aprendelo yeah get it robin uh uh anyway um lose control is my is my pick i love lose control lose control yeah. is very fun uh, yeah for sure and then i think i mean mood on that but yeah honestly this whole thing has grown on me. Yeah, to me it's, too. When I first heard it, I was not a fan, but then it just over time, especially because it references past dance music glory yeah. so explicitly, I kind of I can I can key into that any old like, time. Like honestly, yeah. I I think I would say that there are no there are no real weak tracks. I was gonna say it's you just, could drop a needle on that album on a dance floor and just let it go, and I think you would have at least a, a half-packed dance floor of people just dancing. Right. Like, we should, it, we should really beat. debate all these albums in terms of dance floor packedness. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a whole other episode. Because listen, Robin is here, that's like quarter-packed right there. My truth, I mean, No. There, yeah. There's shit on Robin is here that clears the Do dance floor. Do you really want oh. me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we moved on from this. <laughs> all right, good. Fantastic. Um, okay, cool. But I also really love Got to Work It Out. The whole work yeah. it out, come oh, on, yeah. baby, and come in, work mm -hmm. it, come on. It gets stuck in your head. It gets yeah. so it's, it's totally gets yeah, stuck in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and even what was initially my least favorite track on there, uh, "Tell You Today," mostly because the verses don't have an even number of measures in it, and it really bugged me. It felt like it was skipping to me the first times I heard it, but <laughs> yeah. it, but they do some really fun production stuff on there. The whole Ba -na -na -ba -na -na -na, horn yep. stabs and the yeah. and that sounds kind yeah. of basement jacks. Yeah, that too. one's very basement jacks. And she's singing off of where you assume the beat of the song is too, yeah. which is kind of a little confusing at points. Exactly, but exactly. It's still really catchy. Wasn't that from a, a compilation as well? Like there was a compilation and there's a bunch of other artists. I think the Scissor Sisters are on there. Um, man, I wish I could remember who else, but that like, like that song came off of. Okay, because yeah. like, that's how the collaboration started. I can believe that. Yeah. Kind of like a dance music traveling wheelberries, if you think about it. But um, <laughs> there's, I mean, well, there's that. But here's the other question, though, is why are we putting Love is Free over here? And uh, is, does Do It Again definitively, per all our votes, rank higher than the Royksop collaboration? Yes. But, like, maybe it's next. <laughs> yeah, I would I would probably not argue with it maybe being next. And I, I know we've got more options than that oh yeah but. i'm fully aware of that but let's talk about do it again because do it again was again the announcement of robin after her long long touring break you know and long everything after uh body uh, body talk and the the title track do it again was just this thumping like hit you in the chest kind of like oh robin's back kind of yeah thing. exactly like, it was yeah. Awesome. It was a huge do it like again. 
I lost my gay little mind when when Do It Again first came out. I was like, thank fucking God, yes. finally, yep. four years later, he but, has something. It, but the amazing thing is that the rest of the album is not like that at, at all. all, which I kind of love, and it's just so different. Like, it feels like, uh, although Love is Free is definitely an experiment of itself, Do It Again feels like when she's stretching herself out as a pop songwriter the mm-hmm. most, mm-hmm. more than she ever has, because it ends with an 11-minute instrumental called Inside the Idle Hour Club, which is actually joyous and just like just like you get lost in it. it's this floaty wavy beautifully paced like instrumental you know thing but then she also has the eight minute monument which was also released as a single monument it's, is it's a gorgeous track i really gorgeous. like it and you've, yes. you've got to just give yourself some time and enjoy it i don't know right it's, like, it's not really like song. hard pop it's, it's not yeah. like you know commercial pop right even, i would argue it's it, still pop I, but like yeah yeah I, monument is not commercial at it's all like experimental pop but it's almost. it's because yeah. I feel like you really have to be patient with Monument and let it do its thing and it like unfurl before you and it has that I don't even know what the instrument is that that wind yeah instrument that does it. the melody again <laughs> yeah because Royksop definitely has used that before oh yeah. it's yeah. been there yeah. but it's 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 kind of like a signature Royksop sound yeah, yeah yeah um but Monument yeah it's just a gorgeous like really deeply electronic EDM but still very spacey. It's it definitely feels like uh post senior Royksop. Yeah. For those yep, of you who are familiar absolutely. with Royksop. All you Royksop fans out there, get your ladders up. <laughs> I mean Raise your hand. if you're a Robin fan, you're probably also a Royksop fan. Really any artist that starts with R O, let's be honest. That's just kinda <laughs> where we go right there. The roaches, they're a rock. Band. Um, I love them. I also really love not, I don't know. Every little thing. I think eh. I think it's it's. You fun. know what? Now that we're digging into this and the way we're going, with this, I'm like, I don't, I don't know about this place. Well, here's the, here's the other thing. Here's oh. the other thing too is that I really genuinely feel like even though we put Robin is here at number nine and we still liked a lot of it more than any other artist we've done at least so far at this point in the chartographer's discography, um, I feel like there there hasn't been a better lot more liked number bottom of the list album yeah than this yeah. like robin it, it, we picked robin because she's amazing but also because her discography is like really good really good <laughs> and awesome it, forward. if you're if you're listening to this podcast for the first time and don't know anything about her uh wait till we get to number one whatever it is because it will change your <laughs> fucking life uh but, but gabriel you're saying that maybe now that we're getting into it okay. and this is totally part of the podcast but yeah. but say it Say it. Is, I like say it. I'm sorry. You I'm like gonna, say I it? do. I mean, is, is she was going to getting into kind of a wordier, you know. It doesn't do anything for me. It uh, really doesn't do anything for me at all. Okay. It's cool. It's it's cool. I mean, if you. Gabriel said it's cool. No, it's it's cool in the fact that it's something different. It's, it's, not, it's not what you would necessarily expect from her. But again, if you know, if you understand the collaboration and who these she's working, she's who working she's collaborating with, with, it makes sense. But it's definitely a harder, darker track. Um, it's it's a it's a technically a dance track, but it's it's strange. It's it's kind of like techno. It's it's hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And see, the other thing about this EP for me is that I actually don't love Inside the Idle Hour Club. Mm-hmm. I think that it is way too long and doesn't accomplish much. So, I, like, th- for me, this EP has three incredible songs which push it above Love Is Free, but then the rest of it doesn't hold up as much. Now. That being said, I think that we should talk about some other options before we lock this in, because clearly we're a little hesitant I'm totally about okay, it. and it looks like Gabriel is our guy, the guy who's picking out from all the other things that we have left. Oh, man. Gabriel. You know what? You what? Know, I suppose we really could um, try and pick something else, but I really feel like now that I, I'm looking at the remainder of her discography at this point, I think I'm okay with the placement. I, I understand, right. and we've, we've done a good job of talking about the tracks, and really thinking about where everything lands and that's yeah. fine that's, like that's for good that's we solid. we like it a lot but everything else is better yeah all right okay well in that case let's just recap real quick number nine robin is here the debut number eight my truth 1999 number seven love is free the collab number six another collab do it again from 2014 which leads us to our number five slot what do we have left glad you asked gabriel don't stop the music 2002 <laughs> robin for the self-titled and then all three body po- body talks body puck Tarts. Body Pox. Wow. Yeah, God, guys, listen, we're sober. Um, so, but here's the thing. So he was conflicted about it. So I'm gonna go and push to Gabriel LeBlanc. I'm gonna say, Hey, Gabriel, 
Number five. Oh, man. Number five. All like, right. It's a tough gambit. It is. It's really tough. And Like, I'm... we haven't touched any of the body talk parts so far. And I let's... Here's the thing. The body talk parts are not perfect. And although Robin put together her own version of the what she thinks the best of body talk is, I think if, it's you, not threw, perfect either. if no. you threw me, Gabriel, and Taryn into a, the record label offices and we put together a body talk, we'd come up with the best fucking pop album of all time. It would be on every <laughs> format imaginable. It, exactly. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be on uh, Digimon. It'd be on cassette. It'd be on 8-track. Whatever. You can get tracks to Digimon. So really, real, the real question is, Gabriel... You lost me. I, it's okay. I, I lost myself. He what would you put it. at number five? This is kind of a big gamble, but looking at the track listing and really thinking about this nervous. album... I'm nervous. Keep those fingernails on. Um, <laughs> I am going to say... Body park, but I just about said body. <laughs> body park, body park, body talk, part three. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Completely validated this oh, selection. Oh no. I, can I throw something? Yes. Out? Yes. My pick, I think, for number five is gonna be body talk part one. Ooh. Okay, guys, let's talk about this. Because. <sighs> because. Dancing on My Own. One my favorite greatest, Robin song. My favorite Robin song. One of the greatest pop I've singles of the past ten years. Mentioned a lot of Done. great highlights. Dancing on My Own, especially the album version, not the single version. Fuck that noise. But, thank you. So you're thank saying you. you're saying Body Park... I can't say it. <laughs> body body talk, talk Part 1. Part 1. I have to say two. Because if you look at, you look at the track listing, it's not as impressive as the other two. There really wasn't anything super duper memorable off of it. Other than hang with me. Um, okay. There's some great songs off of it, no My doubt, but I don't know. I, guys, get ready. The bloodbath is out. Blood yeah. on the dance I mean, floor. Michael Jackson. I, so I know that I, I and I, I'm, I'm ready to concede this after we discuss. But Body Talk Part Two, I think, is my favorite part because Why? <laughs> because I love Snoop Dogg yeah. and I oh. love that she did a a. Cobra style Konnichiwa bitches follow up with You Should Know Better. Uh-huh. I like that she kept that theme going. I really love Criminal Intent. I will give you that. Really? It's a great song. You really? I know, and it does well I've on the dance floor. I've actually well told you this floor. before, and every time I tell you, you're like, what the fuck? I hate that song. <laughs> I but do, Criminal Intent. It also doesn't sound like me. That's a great Criminal, impersonation. As a dancer, Criminal Intent is a bop. Criminal Intent is yeah. amazing it's to dance killing. to. You cannot help but like roll your whole body around yep. to it. Like it's amazing. Anything with, as a dance track. Anything with sirens in it for some reason, it used in a good way, kind of grabs me. I don't know why. There's yeah. some sirens in there. And I, I think I think and again, this is she's she's coming up and she's doing her Konnichiwa bitches moment. And body park, chart, body talk part two. <laughs> Everyone does it now. Say it. We can't say it anymore. Oh, We've memorized the 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 body part. The, yeah. um, <laughs> but criminal intent is, it has the the lyrics are so playful and goofy, and I love when he's like, "Will you state your sole name for the record, Robin? <laughs> do you have anything to say in your defense?" I do, Your Honor. <laughs> like it's so like campy, but she delivers it's cute. it it's the really perfect cute. way. Yeah. yeah. And I just love that song. Um, we Dance to the Beat, admittedly, is, is a weaker version of Don't Fucking Tell Me What's Okay, yeah, I, would, I completely disagree. Completely disagree. I think, that, I think that Don't Fucking Tell Me to Do is the weaker version of what she did with We Dance to the Beat. Oh, no. Because, no. Yes. 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 Who is this? No. Yes. Who is this man? A thousand percent. Yes, guys, the gays are getting into it. Back it, it up. Back it up. Okay, so here's what's going on. <laughs> I want to hear this. All right, so don't fucking tell me what to do. Open Body Talk Part 1. And for a lot of people, it was a very disarming because don't it was not a traditional dance song. It's just talking about things that are killing her. My man is just killing me. This tour is killing me. Uh, and basically kind of her going over these things. Like It's kind of like a almost like interpretive defined anthem. Like It's not about these rote ideas that she's putting out there. Go ahead. But the dance production on it, though. The, the production on it is so fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the beat. It, the, gets beat the beat gets you going. The beat gets you bouncing. And and how many times have your life you said, Oh, this is killing me? Like seriously. But and, but, but then and also 
Who can fucking dance to We Dance to the Beat? That does, here's the thing. Well, you're already been qualifying it as it has to be a danceable song. You can't take it, it as a song. It has the word dance in the title. It's called We Dance to the Beat, and, and it's that, not a ba- dance yeah, that is, I, I'm completely disagreeing with that argument. And here's the other <laughs> thing about We Dance to the Beat. It's actually a fascinating experiment because I thought, I was under the impression that, like, oh, it's just another one of those spoken word songs. But, like, once I started getting into it, especially when we did Research Week leading up to this, which, by the way, we always do. We're not just idiots talking about music here. We always do our research-ish. Uh, but the thing I want to talk about is, like, there's that... It's just weird things that she's talking about. Like, we dance to the beat of our brains not developing fast enough. We're, we dance to the beat of, you know, like, lovers I, clicking the, teeth. The love effects on the vocals <gasps> lose me, and that's when yeah. I hit skip on that song. I can't stand really? it. Really? Oh, okay. okay, you're right. The lyrics on We Dance to the Beat are more interesting. Sure. The music of Don't Fucking Tell Me What to Do is way more interesting, and I think that's where Don't Fucking Tell Me What to Do has the edge. But now, you were saying part one is your favorite? No, part part two 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 is my favorite, which is why I'm admitted We Dance to the Beat. But Hang With Me, we talked about Hang With Me. I think we think that that's a lesser... I mean, I think that it is... Out of the three singles from these three parts, it is number three, but I think, but then you also have the opening salvo of In My Eyes and Include Me Out, which are both really In fun In My Eyes, tracks. I Can Take Your Live, but Include Me Out is fantastic. I will agree. Include See, Me Out's include, good. Yeah. I, could, I could leave In My Eyes. Really? Yeah. 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 In My Eyes, I don't know, there's something about the melody on that one that... It just, I, well, it, it feels kind of think... a little bit like, she, in very much the Body Talk era, she very much kind of got into this lock sound. Like, the one thing about Body Talk, all three EPs, is that they, or mini albums, however you want to call it, is that it does feel like an evolution, or more, not necessarily an evolution, but a more refined version of what the Robin self-titled sound was. Yeah, a little more refined, for Exactly, sure. and so it's very colorful, it's very upbeat, but then, like, I mean, in my eyes, it just feels like, especially with that tom drum, the that leads into it. I just didn't feel anything new coming out of it. But Include really? Me Out felt like this building kind of just smashed that melody, that rising part, that very 90s kind of synth part that comes up on the uh, uh, chorus. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. I think, for me, In My Eyes is... I I guess I was going through depression when Body Talk came out, mm-hmm. and so was my sister, and so we kind of bonded with that song so maybe i have an emotional attachment to you that you guys don't which is yeah. fair which is fair um but i really like it i think the melody is really fun and, and yeah. it's just as catchy as anything else she's but writing. let's talk about part one a little bit too because a uh, aside from the fact that fembot and dancing on my own are on there which are just ball out incredible pop songs go gabriel we are officially in the one two and three battle right now we've totally <laughs> lost the topic it's good though because i mean it was eventually going to come down to this anyway i mean even if we stick something else in the middle of them we're talking i think about we need anyway. to figure yeah. out what order they're going right. to be in, right? yeah a mini so, ranking of the body i think body we knew talks. that this yeah. was going to be a challenge going uh, into and here's it. the thing yeah. i will say that um uh the closing swedish ballad of body talk part 1 i don't think is particularly uh, the, the, the okay thank you uh the diplo production uh dance hall queen uh, I could take it or leave it depending I, on the day. Yeah, some you know, some days yeah. I'm like yes, and some days yeah. I'm like get away from. But watch, I, watch the vi- watch the. Uh, I don't even know if it's fan made or if it was a real promotional video for it. Watch the video for it. I think you'll have a different appreciation oh, of the song. Okay. Yeah. Curious. Right. Um, but I will. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, what always got me when body pop. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I'm looking at the words body talk, body talk, body talk. Say that ten times fast. Um, what got me, and I, I didn't really do my research at the time about how many versions or how many parts of this were coming out at the time. So when I knew that Body Talk Part 1 came out and you had the acoustic version of Hang With Me, it was a surprise to me that when Body Talk Part 2 came out, there was a full produced version version of it, which was kind of cool. And the same thing goes for 3 because Indestructible. Indestructible. And then I was kind of assuming, well, there was no acoustic tracks on 3, so it kind of ended right there. But yeah. That was it was it was a nice, a nice treat little for evolution me. Yeah. that yeah. was going on there. I also remember really appreciating that. I like I specifically remember listening to acoustic hang with me and going i can't fucking wait for the dance version because i knew that that's was exactly gonna be what was gonna happen and the dance version of indestructible of part three that still brings in the strings when they when that swell happens so uh, from uh, indestructible sometimes 
is my favorite Robin song. Dancing on my own definitely is officially, but depending on the day, Indestructible Ooh, overtakes. Listen, dance version or acoustic? Listen to the A track version, version of Indestructible. A track. It has some amazing uh, strings at the beginning that starts the song off. It's awesome. Okay. We'll new appreciation. We'll for do the song. that. And there's the other thing about Body Talk Part One. I just want to throw out there because like none of them, this really dark dance song she did with Roy Sop, uh, which I again is very much on the day. I can take it. I really feel like with but when Robin assembled Body Talk the album, uh, Cry When You Get Older, I felt like was one song that I'm like, yeah. why didn't you include that? Yeah. That song, that beat, especially once it's like pull well, up and- the glasses, you know, and then that little beat, wah, 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 wah. it's so good. <laughs> God, and here's the other thing. Well, that, and the, she the, cut and cleared me out. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. She cut, I mean, I, I like. And listen, I and just want to And she included bring... both of the Don't Fucking Tell Me and We Danced Yeah, the that was unnecessary. Was totally totally unnecessary. And here's the other thing, too. Like, for other listeners that don't necessarily know anything about Robin and wondering why we're getting into so much minutia right now, uh, all of these songs we're talking about are incredible. Uh, <laughs> let, the perspective, so the perspective that she provides on so many of these songs is so unique. Dancing on my own about falling in love with someone else at the club and them completely ignoring you, that sense of sadness and isolation that mm-hmm. comes from there is just stunning. And and has, I mean, I'm sure maybe there's a few out there, but have any other songs been written from the perspective of Call Your Girlfriend? Yeah. Like, no. That, and that's, and let's, let's just talk about, about it. Let's yeah. talk about part three. Uh, because Indestructible Time Machine, Call Your Girlfriend, Get Myself Together, Stars Forever. That's the five songs that make up of Body Talk Part 3. We Now, the nice thing about that is we talked about Max Martin in the beginning. Max Martin does come back. She was like, yep. hey, I'm kind of successful on my own now. Do you want to do a song with me? Admittedly, the song they did is Time Machine. so it's like, Which is the weakest song. It really is. Body it Talk genuinely Part 3 is. Easily. But then, Call Your Girlfriend, a song oh, of... You don't feel uh-oh. that way? Oh, Gabriel has a hot take. No, I don't. I Time Machine I, has a special place in my heart, and I think that's because of the fact that um, DJing at Berlin, I've heard that song so much um, on the dance floor and during the Robin nights. It's a it's a great song, and it's it's a it's definitely I feel like a fan favorite. I can understand it honestly why you guys may not like it as mm-hmm. much, but I don't know. Yeah, it just holds a really special place for me. I do like it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but in comparison to the other four songs that are on that sure. EP. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I can agree in, with fully that. produced Indestructibles, incredible, but Call Your Girlfriend, the, this story of, like, hey, you're dating someone, you and, and that, I are in love, and you need to tell her that it's over. I also... This beautiful, gentle, letdown, comedown of a song? No. But really? I, I hate the fact that, that something, that, that topic is put into a pop song like that. It's, it makes me feel kind of shitty. Re- yeah, and there's there's Interesting. people. Well, you know, you and you were telling me, Taryn, about the, you talked about how if someone, I guess it was a free conversation you have with a friend where they said if someone tried any of those lines on. Oh them, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was. They like, would, it, yeah, I, no. I had I had a girlfriend in college be like, if anyone said any of this to me, I would punch them in the face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is terrible advice. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. that perspective of like the boyfriend that has to make that choice and actually chooses the person he's actually in love with versus the person he's currently dating. Like, that's for a... For, and again, this is a four-minute pop song. That is an incredible amount of emotional territory to cover in that time. Also, I love how they did the bridge on that one, where they take her, the end of her ooh, vocal ooh, phrase, ooh, and then they just start cutting it, and then they they just do the full instrumentation. It's almost like a guitar solo. Yeah. It's like the the rhythm and the, the notes of a guitar solo, but it's, it, it's just slices of her voice over and over again and i think that that's so cool that's yeah. another song for me that I, i'm very visual so to to get a video with a single always really delights me because you get another perspective of the song mm-hmm. and maybe a different vision of the song and although the video for it is super simplistic and it, it's literally like just a bunch of strobe effects and her doing all these crazy dance moves um, it gives me different feels for the song, yeah. so it, it's and it's she's kind killing of a, it, right? Killing yeah. it on the dance um, floor. I also I appreciate "Call Your Girlfriend" because uh, she wasn't planning on releasing it as a single, and it was such a fan favorite, and started getting like indie radio play that she was like, "Well, maybe I should do this." And then um, it it is actually the song that I had friends who didn't know Robin and they were like, have you heard this Call Your Girlfriend song? It, like, it, while I was still at college and I thought that was fascinating. Of all the songs that like broke through into like 
the American market. Yeah. That was the one that really did it off of body So, talk. guys, we talked about all three body talk parts. <laughs> and we, we still don't have a number five. I know. But it's Stars Forever, me. though. Stars Forever oh. is so fucking good. Stars Forever good. is it's so fun. fun. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, and it's so, it's so like, simplistic and boppy, but it's still... I don't know. It does. It make. It just makes There's me want to totally. It's, it's it makes me want to like gay vogue. Like, <laughs> Taryn is gay voguing. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> very much FYI. so is. Uh, and the thing is, and we haven't even talked about the self titled. So guys, strap in. So, but really, real quick, we talked about a little bit, Gabriel. Just if you had your druthers, if you had your personal druthers, number five. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm st- still. You know, no, 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 no. After we talk about. I can't. I can't stick with my guns anymore. Um, that is why we talk about it. Yeah, I'll have to agree with with uh, Taryn. Taryn. Part one. Part one. Which is hard to say. Yeah. It's, just, it's hard for no. me especially. But, but when you start looking at, like, I'm, because it has two songs on it, Dancehall Queen and None of Them, which are both really fun, mm-hmm. but I, I have to be in the right mood. Whereas, yeah. like, for me, Body Talk Part 2, yeah. I'm always in the mood for every track on there. And also Body Talk Part 1 has Yagvet and Deli Garosa, which is, a, I mean, it's fun that she did it, but it, For American I don't audiences. ever want to listen to it. Which, and I especially, it's not because it's in Swedish. I love K-pop. I love the hidden track on Don't Stop the Music, Rang uh, Tungeskjar, which is like a huge, big, jazzy number. Right. It's not because it's in Swedish, it's just because it's, it's a lullaby, it's a traditional, and so it's just not... Okay. I, I'm okay with putting Body Talk uh, Part One at number five. Mm-hmm. I'm solid with that. Let's let's do. I'm, let's I, do part I would one. almost push for Body Talk Part Two at number four. Can you do it, Gabriel? Can you join me? Uh, yes. Or, uh, or body do, Talk. Stop the music. Body Talk Part Four. Did you just say no, two? Part two. Oh, two. That's <laughs> like where's part, this coming from? Part Two at number four. At on number the four. List, yes. Body Talk. We talked about Body Talk Part Poo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drunk at this point, but anyways. Um, Happy hour mini set right after this, guys. Tonight. Yeah, let, let's let's do let's do two as the next Lock one. Lock it in. Let's shake hands. Lock Can it we, in. we do this Power Ranger style? <laughs> yes. yes. All right. Body talk part two, and that dumb. leaves us with. For those of you who are listening and don't have the YouTube feed, um, <laughs> we all just YouTube we feed. all just held our hands in a circle and then went up into the air Woo! as we decided that it was. Body pock pot too. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, this leaves us with Don't Stop the Music, Robin the Self-Titled, and Body Talk Part 3. Taryn! What the fuck do we put at number 3? Uh, he froze. He froze in time, guys. It's incredible. We need a time machine. My gut is telling me right now... Come on. Don't Stop the Music. I'm telepathically sending this to you. Don't stop the music. I mean, that's yeah. That's, yeah. Okay, but let's, let's talk about how important "Don't Stop the Music" is. Okay, so just fun background trivia you do about "Don't this. Stop the Music." Remember, she my, hates it. She my, hates she, that album. So she hates the album because it's not the sound that she wanted to be going with anymore, yeah. and her record label made her do it, which is especially funny. And I didn't even, I I did research, and then I did research again and learned this. So, but. Before Don't Stop the Music, after My Truth, she left her record label and signed with a different label. And then BMG bought that label, so she was back with BMG. It wasn't yeah. to get Robin back. It's it was how it worked it out. It wasn't yeah. to get Robin back, but she was pissed. But she had, I mean, she had signed a contract to make another album with this label, so she had to make Don't Stop the Music. Um, Which is, the title is kind of a giveaway. Oh. Don't stop the music. And that video is so disgustingly cutesy, it makes you want to barf. Yeah. But it's a, yeah. I like the song, though. I don't, know. Uh, don't stop the music. The song is, like, fine for me. Um, my favorites on this album, and there are a bunch of there them. There are quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Because for, for me, opening track, Keep This Fire Burning. Um, can I share a fun fact about that song? Yes. Yeah, so please. Keep This Fire Burning, at the time that song was released, um, the, the single actually did get an Australian release, and they had to rename it because of the fact at that, that time there were severe bushfires going on. So, <laughs> oh to you know, to, to be kind, I guess. Yeah. They changed it to... Um, oh, man, now I can't even remember. I had a fun fact, and I can't even remember the rest of it. But they, they had altered the name of the, of the title of the track to take the word fire out of there. Um 
the, so they, did they just alter renamed the it. lyrics? No, the lyrics are exactly the same, but I think it was just the, the title of the song. They changed the song to Boomerang, for... Boomerang, Koala, 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 <laughs> uh, which I thought was <laughs> really un- unsensitive of the, uh, um, the stereotypical of the culture. So what I was trying to say was that I think that the highlights keep, on here. keep this fire burning, Big well, City, and Still Your Girl are like the height of what the genre of 90s funk can accomplish. Not even just Robin. That whole genre, and admittedly, this was in 2002. So it was the end of the era, so it makes sense that she, that they would be able to make, like, interesting choices, a last gasp of this style. Also, she, her first album had been released seven years before this at this point, so she had grown a lot as a person and as a songwriter, so the songs are a lot stronger. Um, blow my those, mind, the guy Sigsworth production. Um, blow my mind, and the early this early version of Should Have Known, which is also included on the self-titled. Yeah, Robin. But I prefer this version. Yeah, yeah it's so good. It's so good, and and thickly Fru-Fru, melodic and colorful. It has yeah. more heart to it. Yeah, Fru Fru was a formative album for me. So Guy Sigsworth the, and Imogen Heap. Guy Sigsworth and Imogen Heap were the the two people in that know. in band, and Guy Sigsworth produced Blow My Mind and Should Have Known. And as I was doing research, the moment I heard "Should Have Known," I was like, "Sigsworth produced this." I, like I could, <laughs> you just heard you, it in this. You song. heard, you, you can hear tell. that. It's that that bass that. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. in everything that he does. It's on his Madonna collabs. It's on the Robin. It's in the Fru Fru album. It's everywhere in his. That signature yeah. producer sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love it. It always works. But it so it but those two those two songs combined with those other highlights that I mentioned and breakdown intermission and fucking breakdown intermission <laughs> which is ridiculous because you wouldn't expect a song with the word intermission, intermission in the title to be amazing but I honestly think breakdown intermission is my favorite song on this album I'm gonna throw off the uh, the Robin topic here for a second and think back to if you know the album Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson yeah, uh-huh. how many little intermissions and interludes there were in that TV. album. They right. were also fantastic, though, and they just kept the album going. So sure. That makes perfect sense. They were also, unlike most interludes to this day, they were also like 12 to 18 seconds long. Like, it was just like a stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's a hard thing to do, because even Prince on uh, The Gold Experience, he had short interludes, but they were just fucking, you are at NPG headquarters, press 7 to access orgasm room, or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> like, it was it was just, you know, it was Prince says, you know, 90s. And, and the thing is, it's not really that much of an exaggeration to listen to Gold Experience by Prince. We'll be, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it right now. We'll be doing a Prince podcast at some point in the future. It'll be a distant future, but keep listening, guys. Uh, so, that being said, we talked about it. Are we okay with putting Don't Stop the Music at number three? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. why? Because Oh Baby is on there. Because oh there are other songs. Which that... fun fact? Oh Baby's the only Max Martin co-write on this album. Yeah. And it's terrible. It was released as a promo single, but it didn't do anything. And it, it is in a sense terrible, but I don't know. I, it still kind of gets me. But yes, I would agree with Terry. It's, it, it's a little kind of babyish. And, I, it yeah. gets me sometimes. Yeah. I think like. I hated it the first listen, and on the third listen, I was like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, and I got a also Psycho is terrible. <laughs> oh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, but here's the other thing about it. A little known fact Not is that Psycho. she also wanted to. Is I think it was right after this album or around this album was released. Uh, she did a collaboration with this hot new group around the time called The Knife. Uh, mm-hmm. And she did the song uh, that she wanted to do with them called "Who's That Girl," which is a fairly commercial song, pretty yeah. poppy song. It's, I mean, I didn't realize at first that it was the knife, and then once then, I <laughs> once I learned that, I was like, I couldn't unhear like <laughs> Heartbeats <laughs> era the night. <laughs> it's totally, it's exactly <laughs> their <laughs> signature. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and I love that they have. Yeah, there's a quad tom solo. Yeah. In the middle. It's not even of, very good, but it's still fun. It's, right, still, yeah. it's so fun. Yeah. And, and the thing is that she wanted to release that as a single, and the label was like, no, that is not commercial for whatever reason. And that was part of the reason why she's like, you know what, guys? Fuck this. I'm done. And she took all the money she had to set up her own record label, Konichiwa, Konichiwa Record. Bitches. It was eventually released as a single, though. Yes, it was mm-hmm. off of the thing. So anyway, we got this over here. And guys, listen, I don't think it's much of a battle, but let's talk about... We already talked about Robin Part 3. I You mean Body Talk Part 3? Sorry. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> guys, we're the worst of titles here. Uh, Body Talk Part 3. And listen, as much but as as great as that is... We have to talk about... 
Robin. And, and Robin. we should. It is worth mentioning that when it was released in 2005, it did not have Cobra style or with every heartbeat on it. And they were added for the international release in yep. 2007, which is very important because those are amazing songs. Those and we were both hit singles in and the UK. When you, when, if you go out and buy it, I'm not saying whether US or other thing, you're probably going to buy the international version, so we would yeah. absolutely count those into this yeah. countdown. Not that, and honestly, even that being said, even if they weren't there, I still think there's a very good reason why this would be our number one. And here's the only reason. is because, it, Taryn and I were talking about this, Robin's self-titled album... Uh, is a stunning... It's not perfect. We know that it's not perfect, and I want to get that out of the way first. It is not a perfect album. It has a song called Robot Boy, which kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, absolutely agree. But I would say what Robin achieves as a pop artist in the course of her self-titled album is stunning. It is attitude, it is personality, it is heartbreak, and it is all of this. It is pathos. It is all wrapped in danceable, catchy melodies. Yeah. And it feels wholly unique yeah. i will preface the rest of our conversation by saying that if you have the opportunity pick up the original release of robin before you if you've never heard this album before pick that up first and listen to it and then get into the rest of it because that first album is what introduced me to i guess kind of a rebirth of robin because that was the point where she left major label and did it on her mm, own could do whatever yeah. she wanted yeah. and so it's, it's and that's why like the opening track album. of the album curriculum verite is just like amazing it's just like she talks about how you know this you know it's like a rat bra- braggadocio kind of thing like you know and the, she says some ridiculous she won that she there, was the twice winner of the nobel prize for super foxiest female alive you what know? did i tell you no eating into my jacuzzi <laughs> <laughs> you know? like it's it's so goofy but, but she wanted to project this kind of sense of success but to start that album off with that though you don't know what you're getting yourself right, you're into. Like, like, what is much is less Konnichiwa well, bitches, you know, and don't even get me started about my bada boom booms. Boom. One left, one right, that's how I organize them. The you video, know I feel totally my cups, no need to supersize them. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's ridiculous, but it really is like a rap braggadocio song. And then, uh, depending on the version you get, she either goes to Teddy Bear, the Teddy, a cover of the Teddy Bear song Cobra Style, yeah. or Handle Me, which is... A uh, fantastic song by itself. And here's the thing. We talk about the teddy bears. They had a hit with Cobra Style, which is a much grittier voice when they did that version. She takes it to a whole nother level. Ooh, yeah. And the reason why is because that's when she found her most important collaborator. Klaus Lund. Klaus. From the teddy bears. Yeah. Yep. And he, when he was... Pro- and she and he, that is basically her musical soulmate. He produced a lot of body talk. And I mean a lot of body talk. And now Katy Perry and other pop artists have grabbed him for a way not as good songs since well, then. Well, so... And I think there's an explanation for that because if you look at the songs that Klaus wrote by himself, that Robin does like, not have a credit me. on, Hang With Me, Handle Me, um, Criminal Intent, um, I'm forgetting the rest of them now, but there's there's a darkness that's missing that's in the music that Robin writes. And there's a, such a distinct Robin edge that she gives to those songs. And so I think when she's not there and he's working with a terrible lyricist like Katy Perry, she's going <laughs> to make a bad song with the amazing template that he gives her. And can we, well, they take, for example, Be Mine off of Robin, which is this this sawing cellos is the entirety of the beat, aside from just the drums, the background, like, brilliant. And then the chorus is, because you never were and you never will be mine. It's the song about giving up about the person she's pining for just isn't going to be with her. Like, it's defeatist. But it's powerful. And, and how many people have been in that situation in their life? Like, right. Seriously. Like completely unrequited romance. And yeah. I also love that the melody is still so happy. Like it's like it's a, it's a totally pining song, but it doesn't make you feel depressed. It's kind of like a a last gasp of this of this unrequited love, and then she's like ready to move on at the end. It's kind of how it feels to me. Yeah. yeah. And then Bum Like Me, a song about taking pity. You mean Ooh. Bum Like You? Bum Like You, sorry, apologies. Bum Like You, which is a song about basically you're dating someone that you have to pay for and bail out of jail and other things, and you're okay with that. My favorite line is, you don't even look good, God, it ain't, ain't right. right. But, but just like... starry-eyed and out of sight. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's just, and it's, it's that perspective 
is again wholly unique and wrapped in a glorious pop melody. Yeah. And we can talk about kind of the generic but still wonderful ballad of Eclipse. We could talk about how there's that break in oh, Crash and Burn Oh, that's Girl. another one that Klaus wrote by himself, Eclipse. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Or Crash and Burn Girl, which is kind of a lot more of a lighter song, but then there's that breakdown in the middle where she talks about like, I recognize like, you know, I recognize this in you because I was there too. You know, like there's kind of like this, these little, these yeah. little emotional nuggets and that I she also, peppers throughout. I think the, the like computerized vocal samples on, on Crash and Burn Girl are, are really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, but then also we have Who's That Girl? We have With Every Heartbeat with Clear Up. Right. Uh, with every heartbeat, we haven't actually talked about the. That was a big song. But it's it 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 opens with it's a, a swelling electronic production and it's very somber and it's all about how she's walking away from the person that she loves and she can't even bear it. It almost just and makes then, you sad that as soon as the song opens, like just the music, like oh you're, no, you're right. We're gonna, we're gonna it's cry so yeah. depressing. And but, then but and then it, and it's so danceable. And then. At like the three minute mark, everything drops out and there's just this swell of strings and then they fall back down and then the beat comes back in and then she just sings the hook line you over and over again. can't just help punch your fist when the And you're just yeah. like, ugh. It's... It's it's one, one of, of those... the most heartbreaking things she's ever recorded. And it's oh, yeah. a dance song. Yeah. And it's incredible. So guys, listen. You've talked about it. I, I I would be really surprised if any of us said Body Talk Part 3 is the number one album <laughs> at this point. So guys, no. listen, we've been talking about it for an hour. Let's call it, guys, the Chartographer's Call It segment. Guys, number nine on our Robin countdown is her debut. Robin is here. Number eight is her follow-up, My Truth. Number seven, her most recent release, Love is Free. Number six, the one before that, Do It Again with Royks Up. Number five, Body Talk Part 1. Number four, Body Talk Part 2. Number three, her last major label, Gasp of Breath, Don't Stop the Music. Number two, the five-song EP, Body Talk Part 3. Yes, it is that good. And number one... Robin, the self-titled album. Guys, listen. This is one of my favorite artists we've ever done. I know uh, there are a lot of listeners that may not necessarily know about it. If you listen to... I don't really care what genre you like or prefer. If you heard that self-titled album, I think you'd be kind of amazed by what it gets into. If you like pop music at all. Literally. You should listen to the self-titled. Like, it's that effing good. But guys, there's so much more we need to talk about. We need to talk about our version of Body Talk. We have. We need to talk about the evolution of Robin's hair. We need to talk about Robin's <laughs> worst song. We need to talk about all these things and we're going to oh do that God. in the happy hour mini so that comes up right after this. But before we get to there, I just want to say real two things real quick. First off, guys, thank you, Taryn. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to talk about Robin together. We do! You have no idea how happy that makes me. It's so much Gabriel, fun. thank you oh. so much for coming! I'm buzzing. I'm seriously buzzing right now. This was so much fun. Not just from the alcohol, but also from the Robin. Yes. And guys, there's so much more than Happy Hour Minute, so please listen to it. In the meantime, keep on listening, because you know that we'll be. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Yo, 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 what up? Okay, now say something kind of quiet. Okay, I'll say something kind of quiet. Well, don't whisper. You're not well, going to yeah, whisper during the podcast. <laughs> we're, we're telling each other secrets. Robin's secrets. Ooh.